Hi everyone, Elle Ballard here with you today uh, from Women of the World Network. And I have my special guest uh, with us today, all the way from Portugal. Hi. <laughs> Hi, good to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Elle. Yeah, great to have you with us today. And I love what you do. I'm excited for this conversation. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I um, Before we jump uh, onto this conversation, I want to introduce Anike first. So Aniki Lamers is a former venture capital investor turned startup founder on a mission to make every child in the world feel special. Aniki is a founder of Peak Bond, helping families across the world build meaningful connections with young children through her app. They offer science-based content suggestions and asynchronous video connection. She's from Netherlands and now lives in Portugal. Welcome. Welcome, Aniki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Very good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And my first conversation that I love to ask is why you do what you do and what makes you unique? Great. Um, so it's, it's an easy question for me. Um, my founder story is um as as follows so my sister she is my best friend and she lives in australia and she has two young daughters uh, that i am um, really uh, fond of and mm -hmm. i found it very hard to build up a meaningful connection with them and be present for them uh and that's there's nothing more that i want uh, than that um and i found it very hard to find for the to, to find the right tools online and uh, searched mm -hmm. for it and then when it wasn't existing i thought you know what i'm going to build it because i knew there were so many families across the world who are separated by distance for all sorts of reasons and i thought um this is a an impactful problem with a, a huge, uh, you know, also commercial market potential. And um, so I quit my job. And then I uh, just started looking for the best solution out there. And that's when we built Peekabond, which is a mobile app. Um, and uh, it's been downloaded in 70 countries already. Um, I have a lot of international friends. I, I lived all over the world Um during my studies as well in uh, Australia, I lived in Kenya, uh, in America, I did a, a study trip in Argentina, in London, and now I am in, in Portugal as well. So I think um, to get to your question about what makes me unique, I guess it is that diverse background as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, the playfulness is really something that I have had as a child. I still think sometimes that, uh, you know, that the child in me is sort of having a really good time founding this company <laughs> as well, because there's so much playfulness involved and creativity in it. Um, but at the same time, there's also the depth uh, of connection, um, which I value and think is important. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that's probably what makes me unique. Yeah, I love that. And I love the story behind it. Um, that is so personal, but it's, for me, it's just also, I can definitely relate. It's very relatable story because of my own experience having family when my family, you know, lived, uh, well, some of my family members still live abroad and having this connection 
And I love how you also built in this additional features into it, you know, and exactly. um, and it sounds like it's it's what your heart wants and, and your mission is just coming from your heart. I love it. And building that for people as a, as a world, the world is getting smaller. We smaller, we all interconnected, right? But at the same time, we still live distance away and with the time difference. Um, yeah, so I love that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so I know you and you mentioned you travel so much and, and we have uh -huh. so many so many uh, so much diversity in our community uh women from different countries and I myself also uh you know original from a different country and this question is uh, I like to ask uh, somebody living in a different country what country do you call home because when we start yeah. living in a new country you know we it's it changes us we expand right because it's culturally uh it might be different a different language different cultures and i love it i love uh, speaking to someone like you in another mm. country because i always learn something i always grow i always it just expands me and that's why i'm so passionate about connecting women from all over the world but when you started living in a different country what country do you call home now Mm, I love that question. And it reminds me immediately, I was last summer at a, a wedding in Colombia from two friends of mine, mm -hmm. uh, who are both living in Australia, but one of them is from Colombia, one, is, one of them is from the Netherlands. And during their sort of uh, vows, one of them said that, you know, they don't have a home country, but you are my home country. And I thought it was so sweet and it just made me cry. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is also how I feel with my partner. And it sounds super tacky, I know, but I, yeah, whenever I'm with my partner, I, that's where I where I feel home. So, um, I think if you really want to know a country, of course, I'm Dutch, so I, I have some sort of um, affinity with it. Uh, but I've been living now in Portugal for a little over four months, and I uh, I, I already feel at home here. So, um, yeah, you know, when you're somewhere, you say, let's go home. You know, it feels this is now home. Mm -hmm. So I'm not that, um, you know, how you say married to the Netherlands if you will but more you know to uh yeah my loved ones if you will my my partner and my dog yeah <laughs> are my home yeah <laughs> wherever they take they take me so yeah yeah, yeah. well thank you for sharing that yeah it's, it's unless you lived in a different country you know people probably could never understand the degree of right the the what what that person might experience mm -hmm. because it's just a different experience um and uh yeah so thank you for sharing that Anike sure and my next question also has to do something about your original country and the fact that you're living in a new country. And I love to to talk about that as well. Uh, how have your background limited or favored you? Mm. Um, I think, you know, in terms of background, I'm from a small town in the Netherlands uh, called uh weird <laughs> it's a really weird uh name um <laughs> and i um i think you know anyone in the netherlands should praise themselves lucky right we're like top 
1% of the world if you yeah. just look at the entire population. So I think um, in that sense, we are all very fortunate. If if you're even born in the Netherlands, you're, you've basically hit the lottery, right? And then being in the Netherlands and also being able to go to university and, um, you know, having the opportunities that I've gotten in my life, I think it's just really amazing. And I, I think a lot of people take it for granted because sometimes you're also living in a, in a bubble uh, of expats or of like high, um, how do you say, like uh, high performers. So you're sort of comparing you, yourself to all the other high performance performers. And uh, I think, um, yeah, my background has, has favored me in that sense. Like the fact that I'm Dutch, that I've had all the opportunities that I have. And that being said, um, being a woman within venture capital was uh, definitely a unique selling point, right? There's not a lot of them. There's, a, I think, like 10% of the senior investment managers are women. Um, and now being a, a female founder also is something that really is is unique, I guess, because less than 1% of venture capital goes to female founders in my country. Mm -hmm. I think uh, in the US, it's quite a similar number. I believe it's 2% or something like that. Um, so it's become sort of a hot topic to invest in women yeah. and underrepresented founders as well. So I think less than 0.5% goes to black founders. Uh, so that has sort of uh, been an advantage for me as well. Um, but yeah, the reason that the, the women are not invested in or the underrepresented founders are not invested in is of course, because of lots of biases that people have against women as well. So, um, that is something that maybe, uh, benefited me less. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I get, because of that venture capital background overestimated, I feel if I pitch to investors now, and they hear, oh, she's from, you know, she used to be an investor herself. And, you know, I don't want to sort of compete with all the other investors that are waiting in line to invest, um, which is not fair because actually I still have to work really hard for it. And it's really not easy to to raise funding, especially for a um, business to consumer app, which I'm building. Mm -hmm. um, so I think... Um, in that sense, sometimes you, yeah, your background can also work against you. Mm, yeah. You know, you touched on something that's so, uh, it's such, I, I would love to have that conversation and probably maybe we could do another podcast based on your previous experience or just a conversation even on the the whole women in business topics i'm so i i love that so much and and um all of our members in our community are business owners women business owners and that's why i'm so passionate for that reason um you know on on this topic and i you know supporting and investing in women and but um yeah so i definitely would love to to uh, elaborate on that at some point and talk about in more detail based on your experience. I also love how you mentioned both sides. Um, I noticed that you mentioned the the the, the favorite and limits because I think there are always two sides to a story, right? And and there is the, the call be, uh, always could be said something to both 
sides of it. So I love how you mentioned both. And thank you so much for, for sharing and speaking from the heart. And I love it because it's so uh, it's always so interesting for me to hear stories like yours and uh, just again, different perspective or similar, something similar as well, because, you know, <clears throat> uh, I have a similar story as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now I want to move on to the lessons uh, because you've, uh, you've worked in, again, you've mentioned uh, the challenges of, the industry that you've been now you are building your own business but you're doing some of the things that you've learned and applying here in raising capital and um in all of these experiences and maybe since you've uh, opened and you've launched peak bond and now that you're building it and growing and congratulations by the way on uh, mm. 70 countries you mentioned congratulations thank you yeah that you have uh, and uh, with that unique model but what was uh, what would you say was your biggest lesson or something you had to overcome while building this uh, business and mm. being a multinational woman because you also your business also spreads across countries and that's mm. the idea behind it right yeah <clears throat> what would you say was your biggest <clears throat> lesson yeah I think um, for me, it has to do with work-life balance. And I think it's uh, especially interesting in a multicultural setting uh, because, uh, well, I'm from the Netherlands and, and people, for example, are becoming a bit more uh, accepting and a bit more modern towards, you know, maybe the four-hour work week or, you know, um, like uh, good work-life balance and, and being present in, in the people's lives that matter to you. Um, but there's such a big contradiction, for example, also with U.S. startup culture, where it's very hyped and cool to work really a lot of hours and just push, push, push. And um, I think it's... Uh, for me also a struggle because it's a huge passion of me, right? Like I, I love what I'm doing. And even in weekends or in evenings, when I sort of try to log off and I watch a movie with my partner and the movie is about, I don't know, a mother or whatever. And I'm like, see, this is why pick a bond should exist <laughs> because there's this story now. So it's yeah. very hard for me to log off as well because I'm so passionate about it. And then, um, yeah, balancing that also with the fact that I have a family tech business where, you know, our whole purpose is that we want to improve family bonds. So it would not make any sense if I'm sort of neglecting my own family bonds because I'm building my my business, my baby, so to say. Yeah. Um, so I think I've I've been lucky enough to see a few examples of other successful, impactful founders who have really, um, you know, been able to manage their personal lives as well as their professional lives and be very successful. So I do believe it's possible, uh, but it, it is not, uh, it's not easy. So I think for me, that's a constant battlefield. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know when you're going to release this podcast, but of course, a couple of weeks ago, we've all seen uh, the president of uh, New Zealand resign. And there were like these headlines, like, can women have it all, you know, like be the prime minister of New Zealand as well as have a good family life. And she said that she resigned because she, you know, needed to be there for her family. And um, I, yeah, I think that's that's for women, especially such a topic. And I do believe that women can have it all. (laughs) But then again, I'm also 32 and I don't have kids yet. So it's it maybe I'm naive I don't know yet um but <laughs> um yeah I think daring to dream about it is already yeah step one and um yeah that's probably my my biggest lesson also in in my company so far and also um yeah setting a culture that has a good work-life balance also for the rest of the of the employees and being conscious about different cultures, right? Like in the Netherlands, you have a different holidays and bank uh, holidays and, and rituals yeah. and everything than you have in Portugal or you would have in, for example, Kenya or uh, Uganda, where we also have people and um, again, different in Abu Dhabi. And, you know, so like, when are we off and when are we not? And that those kind of things are also, I think, relevant uh, to yeah to 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 learn and to balance uh with the team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were sharing and I was just listening and smiling because I can still relate <laughs> mm, yeah I was I was just curious yeah. like how how is it yeah. for you like yeah um, yeah yeah especially just... in San Francisco you know like San Francisco is quite insane in terms of like work hours is what I've heard as well so for most people maybe I don't know what do yeah. you think? Yeah. So I grew up um, in Kazakhstan, right? And so for me, um, it's so, so when you were sharing, there's so many, like, couple of touch points that I wanted to really, like, connect and elaborate on and, and give my perspective, because I grew up um, overseas, so life, work balance, and I love how in Europe, it's really uh, welcomed. And people, uh, you know, they have this awareness to pursue, um, you know, that lifestyle and I love that and I totally support that and for me it's very very important to be able to finish my work day and and I can continue later but for me it's very important to to include the passion activity that I love and I do have uh you know daughters two daughters they are not little anymore so that's how that helps because we women it's yeah it's it's not easy to be a mom and to build a business and to be able to connect, disconnect between the two when needed, you know, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, right? Um, because your business is my, my business is my third baby. So like, I yeah. have kids, you know, it's a baby, but, um, but I, I still, I, I, um, I'm a big supporter and I love talking about life and business as a whole in our community. Um, I myself love dancing. So my passion is dancing outside of business, which helps me move my body, get away mentally completely from what I was doing. Uh, and not only gives me creativity, but also increases you know, my feminine energy. So I go back to who I am so I can come back completely recharged so I love talk about to talk about that and whatever it is for 
for a woman, right? Whatever that is for her that connects to her soul, I think it's very important for us to have that and find time for that. And what mm-hmm. I'm and when I say that, I mean I think outside of our day to day, I think outside of being mom, outside of being a business, a, a CEO, business owner, I think we should find we should, we should be well I, I should maybe say the word should but you know for us it's it's important to find that time to to do that because that mm-hmm. increases our happiness level it's just different level of fulfillment in life I think um, yeah in, in how many hours that is in a day or a week I think it's it's and it, it might be easier said than done mm-hmm. uh, you know to to find that time and but I think it's very important in the long run at the end of the day why are we building right and it comes back mm. to why are we building this business if we are miserable and we you know yeah and we cannot enjoy that money we cannot enjoy that lifestyle and then at the end of the mm. day and then why do we do it right and so i think i'm such a big big support of this conversation i love it when yeah. you mentioned it um and, i think uh, what i would like to touch upon that like when i started sort of co-founder dating both my two other co-founders we had a sort of really good discussion um and it was uh with a few actually really good prompting questions um one of them was like, what do I need to show up uh, as the best version of myself uh, every day in, 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 in the office or, you know, in the virtual office in our case? Um, and, and, you know, for some that's enough exercise and for some it's dancing and others it's maybe surfing or whatever. Right. Um, and the other question was like, what signals um, do I show when I I can't I don't show up as myself so uh for me it was very clear that I'm I'm a, a very present and and enthusiastic and you know like when I, when I'm there you can t- totally tell that I'm in a room because I'm very you know uh, uh high energy person I think if I if I don't uh, need get what I need in order to show up as my best version of myself I actually become more introverted so um, I would share this with my co-founders and then the third question is um, how should we approach each other if we notice that we're not in our sort of zone of genius or in our like bubbly uh, self sort of mode and how can we help each other to get out of it so um, I think um, that was for for us like really good and I think even last week I had a meeting where I was like introverted and not saying anything and then my co-founder Alia she gave me a call afterwards and she's like hey what's up you didn't seem like yourself I was like you know like I, I'm frustrated or something like that and then we talk about it and um, then I sort of said you know I think you need to go for a run because she knows that I need the movement and, and just yeah. clear your mind and get back. And that's what I did. And then, uh, yeah, I felt so much lighter afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah. and yeah, I think uh, I would recommend, I don't know if, if most women in this group are, are solo founders, but um, obviously you can have that conversation as well with your, with your life partner or with those close to you uh, to help coach you. Uh, yeah. 
in, into where you feel happy. Yeah, I love that. Um, it takes such a big, I think it's, it takes awareness, right? For, mm-hmm. for people to, okay, catch themselves on that. And then, okay, you know, feeling, okay, not feeling at this moment. And we all have different days, of course, it's, we are all humans. Um, and But I think catching ourselves, okay, yeah. And this is, okay, what do I need at this moment to shift this? And I think it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, for solo, definitely for those life partners, I think it's so applicable, even day, day to day, right? Um, just to have this open conversation, communication. It's just, uh, yeah, so I love that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, um, in in the, the other part, I wanted to really quickly say when you mentioned about the movies, I can totally relate. When I watch the movies, when uh, and I love, I, you know, I'm I'm an, I love empowering women. I love, um, you know, so anything that triggers me there, <laughs> whatever I'm watching, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely thinking about what I'm building. But I think that's when I know that it's it's so deep in my heart and. It has, I have such a passion for it that sometimes it's hard to disconnect my personal life from a business mm. because it's all interconnected for me. Sometimes I'm going to sleep. I cannot wait to wake up so I can just do this thing that I love to do. And I think, mm. um, and that's where it's hard for, but when you were mentioning that, I, <laughs> I could totally relate. Yeah. Yeah. But I I personally love it because then I just get this ideas flowing, even though I'm watching something on a completely different topic. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be completely irrelevant to someone else, but for some reason for me, the dots can connect and then I can apply to it. So oh. I think that's so cool. But uh yeah, so I love I love this conversation so much. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> me too. Okay, so I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. Okay, let's do uh, it. The fun part of uh, not that this was not fun. Uh, this is so much, always so much fun. I love doing this, having these conversations. Okay, so we will have five uh, rapid fire questions, and are you ready? I am. Hit me. <laughs> okay, your favorite book name is. Oof. So many. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, well, okay. Um, is it is this business or or like yeah. fictional relaxing book? Um, so I just started. Uh, well, I finished my sister's tip. Actually, it's a really tacky book, but it's called "It Ends with Us." <laughs> it's uh yeah it's the only thing that i can come up with now it's like a super tacky fictional book but it was like really captivating um i usually only listen to very business books um so like i i basically have read all the books that are to make a successful business Mm -hmm. and the other day she said yeah no you really have to listen to this book and uh yeah i thought i was captivated by it so, yeah, 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 beautiful. Okay, beach yeah. or mountains? Mm, mountains. Mm-hmm. And I live by the beach, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love mountains. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Favorite international destination to visit? Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to go. I have never been. <clears throat> uh, summer or winter? Mm, summer. Mm. and last question is 
things that you have discovered about yourself recently? Ooh. Um, well, um, there's an interesting theory. Uh, I already knew this sort of um, from my coach education. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the theory of like the selves um, where you have characters sort of living inside your head like uh, mm -hmm. the movie Inside Out uh, where they each have like you have anger and you have fear and you have um, you know happiness and and um, I think uh, the fourth one I can come up with that but anyway every person has sort of characters inside their heads and uh, you have the ones that you sort of you sort of okay with because you sort of really like them but you also have the ones that you um, really don't want to see the day of light because it's kind of like a part of you that you sort of really despise. Wow. Um, so I recently sort of found out about myself and I'm a little bit ashamed of it maybe as well, but um, that I sort of really, really enjoy um being a startup founder and being like super scrappy um so uh i know that you know it would be so comfortable to have like a huge paycheck and you know you can just spend it on like really nice clothes and everything i've i've, I've had that when i was a venture capital investor and i think deep down I, it was also a bit boring And now I have to really make means ends with like the minimum and I have to be super creative and I never throw away anything anymore because it's sort of repurpose everything for everything else. And this was one of the things where I, where I sort of thought, oh, there is some sort of person inside of me who really sort of has a kick out of like having the, the least means as possible and just making the most of it mm. uh which i thought hmm, that's an interesting one uh yeah. and it, yeah as soon as it became more conscious i sort of also um let it rule my life less in the unconscious mode if you know what i mean so this is go is going quite deep but um <laughs> mm -hmm. it's uh it's also now easier for me to sort of um make decisions okay I am not going to do the scrappiest thing ever because that little voice in my head can also sometimes shut up so I can now sort of buy myself something really nice because you know I know that person is there uh, and sometimes they can just shut up you know yeah. <laughs> but if you if you never let that let, let that voice in your head have the room that it needs to have it sort of controls your life a bit yeah. so I don't know I thought it was a very interesting theory and <laughs> for me it worked that way and I thought hey that could also be interesting for a lot of people listening mm -hmm. maybe there's like a unconscious um yeah voice inside your head um not being heard and that's mm -hmm. sort of uh behind the steering wheel uh of your life and uh maybe it's time to just listen to it for a second and then sort of get past that mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> great yeah thank you for sharing that um it's an interesting perspective and um yeah i love and thank you for sharing from the heart today and just you know, being you trans, being so transparent, sure. I 
enjoy this conversation. Thank you for taking the time again, Anike. Love what you do. And um, as we are finishing, please let our listeners know how they can find if they were interested to maybe take a look at Pika Bond and how did they maybe get hold of that? Yeah. Um, so the best way to reach me personally is through LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. Um, so I hope you will add the link uh, to, uh, to the to the podcast so people can just find me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, please also, if you're listening and uh, you have someone in your network or maybe you have young children yourself, and you want to try out the Picabond app, um, we think it's amazing because we really try to help families such as yours to connect in a meaningful way with young children at a distance. Um, so you can download it for free on the app stores. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the website is picabond.com. So P-E-E-K-A-B-O-N-D.com. Um, and if anyone is downloading it and wants to give me feedback, I would love that because we're a learning organization. So every week new features are being built and we're really yeah, eager to learn what people need in order to improve the product. So I also uh, speak still with users every week to understand, okay, where should we move it? Um, ultimately, we want to have 80 million memories in 2028. So oh. that's like in five years. So that's like our like our north star that we're going for. Um, obviously not uh from uh like we, we think of like four million families that we want to help connect by then. Uh-huh. Um, but especially like all those small moments, they can make a difference, like showing your presence in someone's life. So um um yeah we're really trying to create a movement where people are conscious that just because you're separated by distance doesn't mean you cannot be present in the lives of the people you love so uh yeah what designates a memory like one memory what is what is it like what do you mean by that um we create or it it is like in our current app it's videos so you can also send you can also send pictures but Mm -hmm. um basically um we build memories through video messaging so you Uh can share a video like hey i'm thinking of you or it can be something super simple like today i'm grateful for um and then you can share what you're grateful for with your loved one who is far away from you and um yeah that way i think you know those smaller moments Mm -hmm. ultimately add up to um you know bonds and and bigger things in life so that's what we we're about so it can be between countries uh, just one more thing uh between countries or it can be people living in the same country but yeah is right Correct. Like we have a lot of interstate families as well in the US, of course. Uh, Even if you're in the same city, it can also sometimes be difficult to see each other every week uh, because of busy lives and things to just get in between. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we're trying to make it very easy to not lose track of each other love yeah. the people who, who who you love and especially those young children that's our first focus yeah that is so cool i love it okay so i definitely am um, 
I'm gonna download it. I was gonna. Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have family all over, and I think it will be so cool to do. So please check out pickabond.com. Our listeners, beautiful mission. I love it. Thank you so much, Aniki, for taking the time today to join us. Great You're conversation, welcome. and um, have a beautiful weekend ahead. And I will, I will. talk to you very soon. Very soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs>